0: This episode of Bounce Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible, it is what works for you, and this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual set to compete at BKFC Thailand 5, and that goes down on November 4th. We have Chaolam Porn Sawatsuk taking on Johnny Tello, both men knuckling up and towing the line, and great getting to have Johnny on the show for the first time. How's your day going there, Johnny? Uh, it's going good, man. My day's uh, coming
1: to an end soon. It's uh, 8.02 p.m. here, uh... Fine day of training and work, and uh, yeah, just gonna relax until tomorrow morning when it starts all
0: over again. And how about yourself? Yeah, no, I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. Doing what I enjoy doing, talking to fighters ahead of big fights, and this seems to very much fit within that because I saw you had a post talking about just the excitement of fighting. On such a legendary night just with like the main event being what it is can you speak to i guess like the level of esteem you put on being on a card like this it seems like you're looking at it as a legendary night and you know it makes sense but curious to hear you expound upon that a bit
1: yeah um okay well uh i took this fight uh kind of last minute and on three weeks notice and um uh, Jam and asked me, do I know anybody that wants to fight on the card at 85 kg? And normally I fight a lot, lot, a lot lighter, like from 72 to 77 kg. Um, and uh, I said, against who? And then uh, I saw the photo of the guy, and I met him many times. And uh, he actually, he's actually fought on the same night that I fought one time. He was a main event on his card, but his card finished like around like 5 o'clock. And then I fought for the evening, and that was the main event at the evening one. He did a boxing fight, and I did a... Uh, one nine minute rounds of boxing with uh MMA gloves so um watching him box I was like I, I, I seen the movie I just finished seeing the movie so I was like oh that's the guy from the movie <laughs> and uh I was like yeah like I could definitely take this guy I was thinking you know uh telling myself that and then when he showed me the photo I was like whoa 85 kg but it's this guy I'll take it it's like a a real big bonus you know because he's kind of uh really popular around Thailand you know since, uh, you know, his reputation was uh, going to jail and fighting in jail and becoming champion while he's in jail and getting out early. And then the movie, obviously. So, and then obviously it was uh, San Iverson Bull huh? So, it was going to be a big event anyway. So, I might as well, if I'm going to take a last minute fight, it's going to be on uh, a card like that.
0: That's interesting, though. So you were already like fairly aware of your opponent, like when the bout offer came your way. Like there was like a good grounding in what he, I guess, brings to the table stylistically and all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know him very like. I don't know him very well, but uh, I've seen him twice in front of me, and uh, yeah, and uh, I've seen him fight on TV too uh, a few times. So I, I knew what I was getting myself into. And he's actually shorter than me, I think, by an inch two. So. That's actually going to be pretty cool because most guys I fight are like uh, at least like half a foot, a foot taller than me, you know, sometimes more. So it's going to be nice reaching out to, to throw some punches rather than
0: having to jump in the air sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And just, you know, what I can glean from his combat sports record, like it looks like he does have a fair bit of, you know, gloved boxing experience. And he has competed in Bare Knuckle before, getting a finish at BKFC thailand three but i'm, I'm kind of curious like do you think your i guess localized experience in bare knuckle will be the difference maker here just being that you've had like a few more bare knuckle specific fights
1: yeah well like you know he had one fight against uh i don't even know the guy man but uh he was some guy from uh Buket and i think he's from hawaii and uh yeah like the guy couldn't, couldn't fight for shit, and I watched that fight, uh, and it was a pretty easy fight for him. You know, he just kind of picked him apart a little bit. The guy, I don't think he fought in a long time, so in something like 10 years, something like that, and uh, I don't know, I was watching that, and I was like, man, that guy probably couldn't break an egg if he whipped it at the wall, you know? So uh, him fighting somebody, like, at my level, like, I fought in, like, my, uh, you know, I fought in three times being a knuckle, but uh, the first time uh, against some guy that was, like, I don't know, like 6'5", uh, and then the other guy I knocked out, and then I fought Sin Samut, uh, the guy that's uh, pretty famous in one championship, and uh, I narrowly lost that fight. I thought I actually won that fight, but, uh, and then he went on to, like, becoming famous in one championship right after that, and then, so I, I know that he's, like, a super high caliber level, and then I fought Barry Jones in January, which is one of, arguably, one of, like, the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world for bare knuckle. And I'm the only guy to go to the distance with him. You know, Uh, he knocked out Jimmy Sweeney, you know, twice. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be a a lot higher uh, caliber of fight that he's going to have in this fight, 100% for
0: sure. It's not going to be an easy fight, yeah. Well, that was kind of what I was thinking too because I'm definitely familiar with your resume and bare knuckle and then also your effort to fight, you know, Jimmy Sweeney at one point, I mean, ultimately got canceled, but just adding that in, because I think it speaks to, I guess, just the caliber of competition that you've already fought and are looking to fight. So, yeah, it seems like you're looking to take on just the best the sport has to offer globally. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I really, um, I really wish that fight happened with Sweeney, but I I had problems with my neck, Uh, actually. People, a lot of people don't know this, but when I fought Barry Jones, he actually fractured my neck when I got knocked down. I didn't know that until later when I went to got a, an x-ray like months later so my pain would go away. And um, it was a rough fight. <laughs> it was back and forth. Uh, and then I find out I had like a spider fracture in like the back of my neck. And I didn't even know what it was. And then they told me it was like from contorting my neck sideways. So I think it was from the knockdown. But um, yeah, so that was the third round, I think. And then we went like a, a four more rounds after that. So um, yeah. Um, It wasn't. uh, By the time I got Sweeney, you know, I said yes at first, but it wasn't even better, and it just got real bad. I had a sparring session, I got hit again, and it was just fucked. So, and then we were gonna do it again, but there was a fall through with the uh, with the contract, and uh, it wasn't uh, um, just it didn't work out between uh, me and BKB, like contract wise, and uh, what
0: they wanted and what I wanted, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that happens in the game and everything, but good to get some like BKB experiences and now kind of returning to that BKFC Thailand circuit now, just having fought on that inaugural event. So, kind of worked out. I mean, seems like a big card. No, okay,
1: like, you got- yeah, um, hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> Is that okay? Just trying to close my door. One second.
0: Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. did Did you want me to? I didn't really like ask a question per se. I was just kind of saying like, good to get that you know BKB experience, and now back to the BKFC Thailand circuit after having fought on their inaugural event.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to get a fight on BKFC. I was talking to the promoter in in, um, in England uh, in the BKFC UK, and I was gonna fight uh, against this Italian guy uh, early November, but uh, or late November. Sorry. But uh that didn't work out either because uh the card got changed from London to Newcastle. So um they wanted to have more local guys there. Uh they asked they offered me last minute but it was uh it was a bit of a short time frame to uh, um to get up there. So I just told them I'll do it in uh in January or February, I think they said. Um got this offer so i was like great my fight my fight just literally fell through so it was like i was already kind of getting ready for a fight i kind of like chilled it down for a couple weeks but then he told me about this fight now i've been back at work every day you know training
0: yeah and just cool to see where you're at in the journey and stuff like that because i mean just like seeing your you know backstory and everything like that just how you got you know, taken out of combat sports for a pronounced period of time, like I was seeing that you actually got bottled and your nose got cut off, which I thought just, I mean, doesn't even sound like it's real, almost. It's so visceral, like, and you've got it reattached and out of competition for years, like that that must have been so just, I mean, just like cathartic, like indescribably to be able to you know, get back to doing what you love, but also just like a sense of balance in the life in general. Can you kind of talk a bit about that whole situation? Because it sounds quite wild, to say the least.
1: Yeah, well, it's funny you say those words. I I was thinking the same thing while it happened. I was like, did this just happen? And it was actually at uh, an event that I was promoting. Uh, I was promoting a fight that was upcoming in uh, February, and this was the January. And then I was there, and then this whole bottle situation happened. It wasn't my whole nose, it was half my nose. Like, the left side of my face it came clean off all the way down to my, like, upper lip. And, uh, it was, like, hanging off my face. So, um, yeah, that kind of stinted everything. So, after that, um, it took about a year for me to get surgery. So, I had to walk around, uh, with a bandage on my face for, like, a year. I was really security at that time. People used to call me Nelly. Because <laughs> I had one bandage on my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, and all jokes aside, uh, you got... You know, after I got surgery, um, the, the doctor said I couldn't fight anymore. So that really kind of drove me to, like, depression in a sense because uh, when I turned, I think, 19, I was like, I want to be a pro fighter, so I had to go through a stint of life. And then eventually when, I think in 2014, uh, I decided to start training again and start fighting, and I was doing, like, underground MMA in Canada when it was illegal. So, uh, yeah, and then I was going to fight on the hard knocks, um... Hard Knocks MMA division in Calgary, which is like a, it was like a UFC division, let's say. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was excited to do that, and then that's when it happened, so, yeah, I didn't fight for four years after that, um, yeah, after a long process of, like, recovering, um, both physically and mentally, you know, but it's all good, shit happens in life, it's, uh, I'm not sour about it, it, it happens, it kind of brought me to this place in time, and it's not so bad anymore, so.
0: Well, I mean, just speaks to the resiliency for sure. I mean, we were talking about it more in the competitive context with like the injury in the Barry Jones fight, but even then, still rallying back and being the only guy to have gone the distance and bare knuckle with Barry Jones. So it just feels like there's something inside of you that really, you know, benefits you in these like adversity, you know, focused kind of situations. Like, is that something you just always had within you, that certain, I guess, resiliency and everything?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little stubborn in that sense, like, you know, like, part of the reason why I started fighting again was because people, uh, I got TKL one time when I was, like, in an, an amateur MMA, and, uh, some girl, uh, I came to the gym one day, and it was like a weightlifting gym, and the girl was like, hey, I know you, I, I saw you fight one time, I was like, oh, yeah, you know me, so, like, yeah, you got knocked out and I was like, yeah, sure, like, TKO, you know, and then after that, I was like, Like you fight like a bull, you know, so I think that's a pretty, like, uh, accurate, uh, description of my personality sometimes, you know, sometimes I run through rage, and all the things that happened in the past just amplify it, so, you know, like, some people get punched in the face, and, uh, they're like, ow, and you step back, I get punched in the face, and I'm like, you fucking bitch, and I bite down on <laughs> off guard, and I, you know, I don't like to lose, like, it's okay if I lose in other things, but fighting, it's like, it's my thing. I don't want to lose. I do this to be the best, you know. I don't uh, even if I'm not fighting, I want to still practice in order to be the best martial artist I can be, you know. That's why I, I do everything. That's I'm in MMA, boxing, finger knuckle, muay thai, crazy circus shit, like the things I do, uh, fight circus. So yeah. Yeah,
0: and I was also seeing. A couple other anecdotes, like you almost drowned in Thailand kayaking with your girlfriend and then someone tried to kill you on Thai New Year's. It sounds like you have a weird combination of like bad luck, but also good luck at the same time. Where'd you hear that stuff? I think I'd seen it from a previous interview that you had done. I think it was like mentioned in passing. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Yeah, that shit didn't happen. A lot of other shit happened too. But uh, yeah, you know what? I used to say the same thing. (laughs) I used to say the same thing. I was like, man worst luck ever you know but I don't know now uh, now life has like come around I'm 32 years old and I realized that uh, like everything is just really a test you know um, and if you pass these tests you get to like keep going on and on and on and uh, you grow for them you know it's okay to fuck up it's just as long as you learn from them you know uh, that's I think it's a, a good way to progress in life rather than being butthurt about something that happened you know You'd be like, all right, this happened. I almost died. Well, don't do that again.
0: Yeah, no, a wild scenario for sure, but glad to hear you came out of it for sure. You kind of mentioned Fight Circus, though, and it seems like you've got to do quite a few interesting things with them. Like, you had, like, the the foot-in-the-tire fight and things like that. I think you were getting in on a little, you know, beanbag fight action with Bob Sapp as well and things like that. So a lot of fun with the whole Fight Circus thing. Like, how did you get involved with all that? And I guess, can you talk about some of the experiences with it? Because it's a promotion I really enjoy. Yeah, well,
1: John Nutt and uh, FMD guys, they're like they're like some of my best friends in Thailand. So every time I go out there, I go hang out with my boys. Uh, and how it and how it started was um, at the, during the pandemic, I, I got into a little bit of a financial situation. So I was uh, like kind of like stuck in a place where I lost a lot of money, and I was like, "Fuck, I need a fight." Because I, I actually had a friend one time that uh, his name is Steve Rose, and he fought uh, Triple G, you know, and um, he fought him. He lasted five rounds. He got knocked down five rounds, but this guy made a million dollars, and I was like, fuck, this guy, like, you know, like, it's crazy, one fight, and I have another friend too that, uh, not really a friend, but an acquaintance of mine, and that I fought in the Amateurs, and he fought, like, a lot of guys like Errol Spence Jr., and, uh, Mir Khan, and Danny Garcia, and he got knocked out or lost in every single one of those fights, but he made, like, a good amount of money, so at the time when I lost, like, there was a day I lost, like, $32,000 in a day, and I was like, bro. What the fuck? So I was like, shit, I need to fucking come up with some kind of money. And I didn't have any work at that time, and I was stuck in Thailand. So I was looking online to see if I could find any fights, because there was almost nothing. Uh, And then I saw on Facebook, FMD was doing a a, a bare-knuckle promotion, you know? Um, uh, It's called the Bare-Knuckle Kingdom. That's the one I did uh, on that hill with that beautiful background. And uh, I was like, fuck, I've been in enough street fights. I can do this. So, um I I said, yeah, so I called them, um, and my friend, Ryan Donnelly, he uh, was friends with them, he saw my uh, post saying that I'll do it, uh, and then he vouched for me, and then I fought, and then since then, we've been uh, just talking here and there, and then one day they invited me out to uh, Buchet to do that first foot and tiger fight, and then, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend with the guys, and then uh, since then, we keep in touch all the time, so I I actually kind of worked with FMD in a lot of ways do a lot of things behind the scenes and stuff like that too so um, yeah and then the other foot and tire in the Bob Sapp fight uh, that was that was great that was it was good to be in the ring with Bob Sapp and getting hit by him <laughs> he fucked up my neck actually he hit me like a good a 12 to 6 on the top of my head and <laughs> I think that was the first thing that fucked it up before the Barry fight yeah and, and the funny thing was that I got into that I, I, I got in that that was supposed to actually fight but they said no. I don't want you to do anything serious because you have that fight come up in January. Because this was December, so we did that pillow fight, thing. and I think I ended up fucking my neck up more than I uh, than I would have if I
0: just did a regular fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel, I feel like I've seen a couple things like that where it's like there's probably like bit of whiplash from it almost. And i got like Bob Sapp, just like the strength he's bringing to it. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. You-
1: <laughs> so it was fucking pretty, and one time, every time he hit me really hard, I was like, boom, I was like, uh-uh, I need a break, and I'd go out to the ring, and i build my strength back in, like WWE, you know, and then come back in with the pillow, and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time, yeah, good thing to do, good bucket list to check off, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure, but it seems like you have really just taken to being out there. Like, I think there was another interview where you were talking about, like, helping, like, disadvantaged dogs more so, like, feeding strays in Thailand, and just seems like you really enjoy the overall, like, combat sports culture out there. So, yeah, is it, like, a, you know, comprehensive, like, good time out there? Like, it seems like you're really taken to it. Yeah, well, I appreciate
1: your research, because you're talking about a lot of things I you know, people, many people knew. Um yeah, no, I love Canada. You know, I was here in the pandemic, and uh, we couldn't really get anywhere after that. So they kept giving us COVID visas for like two years, and then eventually, uh, within those two years that I didn't leave, I kind of made a living out here. And then inflation just got so bad. Every time I look at my friends back home in Canada or in the States or even in England, they're all complaining about how expensive everything is. You know, so I'm like, oh, why would I go back when I can buy? You know, I spend fifty bucks on a week of groceries here so canadian <laughs> you know South american that's like what i don't know like 35 bucks 40 bucks maybe yeah um yeah so it's so much cheaper to live here so money goes a lot longer um you know um but and there's a lot of opportunities in thailand you know a lot of the foreigners here like the uh just people in general it's like a hustle and bustle you know you gotta it's like cowboy country a little bit like uh where it's like yeah, Thailand is it's third world, but it's developed at the same time, but there's a lot of corruption going on here and all that other stuff, but um, it's pretty savagy, you know? It's like really chill, and uh, yeah, I love it here. Like, the weather's good. I'm from Toronto, so it's freezing out there. I, I don't miss the cold, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to leave beaches and hot weather and cheap food and cheap everything. Doesn't make much sense to go back and struggle with the rest, you
0: know? Yeah, I'm a GTA lad, so I understand what you're saying for sure. Just been a good long road since that you know 2012 john de memorial tournament to the weed boxing nowadays it seems
1: yeah yeah that weed boxing was uh was uh, was a little bit of a shit show like uh, i wasn't <laughs> actually getting, i was I, I said that i wasn't gonna fight smoking weed uh like on the thing but i would be on the event because they wanted me to do that because i was Uh, someone lying about something for some reason on some uh, uh, thing, yeah, but yeah, maybe we can do it still Uh, Swipe Circus also, they're uh, involved in this too, John, Matt, so uh, we're taking it a step-by-step process Uh, it's apparently a big thing in Russia too, a lot of Russians come up to me like, hey, you're that guy on that poster I was like, shit, I was actually asking to delete that poster so that we can go around and then it was just too late Yeah, when the government shut it down
0: yeah, it just seems like there's really something to it, because I was, like, sending a link to, like, a bunch of people who pseudo-follow combat sports, but maybe not as ardently as, like, we do, I guess, and they were just, like, fired up about it. They're like, I don't even really know what this weed boxing is, but I'm very into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was, You know, there's high rollers, right? And they, they, they smoke weed and do jiu You know, it's not like you're drinking alcohol and like getting punched in the face, you know? Like, yeah, that's a little bit different. It's, like, dangerous. Like, if you're smoking weed and you're boxing, clubs like sparring it's just uh it's, it's just more like uh like a curiosity of what it looks like you know people want to see and uh yeah it's like it's entertainment at the end of the day you know uh like we work with fmd we try to focus on entertainment you know and then fighting second but um yeah it, it, unless i'm i'm fighting then i obviously gotta do it like uh seriously Uh, we'll see what
0: happens. I am just crossing my fingers that it works out. Yeah, absolutely, and then just kind of, you know, redirecting to that, you know, very serious fight for sure. I guess one of the last things I wanted to touch on, because sometimes I'll talk to fighters that really, I guess, do immerse themselves in that visualization, and just, you know, playing out how the fight is going to end, and some guys have, like, a predominant visualization within that, whereas some guys are more like, oh, you know, I'll go out and be adaptable, and flow with like how the fight kind of goes i suppose like where are you at in that binary do you have a certain prediction for how this fight is gonna wrap up you think
1: uh yeah i'm gonna so my uh, my plan is just to go out there and uh and and kick some ass like uh in a sense where um you know my opponent barry jones on, on uh in january right he fought again in byb uh, I think in June or July, and he knocked the guy out in, like, 58 seconds or something like that, and I was like, whoa, you know? And uh, Mike Goldberg, at the end of the thing, was like, actually, Paul Majinati was like, I want to meet the guy that went to Disney with him in Thailand, and uh, Mike Goldberg was like, yeah, I want to meet Johnny Teller, and I was like, whoa, that's cool, you know? I know my, my Mark, uh, sorry, uh, Mike Goldberg, for like since I was a kid, you know, it's the classic UFC voice, so I was like, that's fucking badass, you know? Um... Yeah, but, um, sorry, uh, one like, this is coming over here, one second, okay, yeah, my bad, um, but
0: yeah, sorry, what were were we talking about (laughs) yet? Oh, no worries, I was just asking if you had, like, a visualization for how you see this fight ending, like, a defined prediction, I guess.
1: gonna knock this guy out it uh usually kind of goes that way so i'm um, i'm again saying that i'm gonna knock this guy out so we'll see what happens but uh i'm gonna really try so see how hard his head is so i know i'm, I'm hard to hit so he probably hit me a few times but he's not gonna be knocking me
0: out that's 100 percent. yeah i mean some cool insights in there man like i had a, a pseudo similar thing with mike goldberg like i mean just and as far as like the appreciation i guess but i was interviewing him a bit ago ahead of a byb card and he was kind of like asking where i was from and i'm like oh yeah i'm from oshawa and then just without you know missing a beat he's like the oshawa generals and i was like oh no way
1: <laughs> are you from the schwa, huh? yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah you didn't know you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were just kind of talking like he's just like getting to know me a bit and he's like oh where are you from and I was like oh I'm from Oshawa Ontario and I guess he knows a fair bit about hockey so he just went right into the general's like announcer voice it was good.
1: Yeah apparently he's friends with uh, John Nutt and John Nutt's told me that he's spoken to him a lot in person you know uh, when he goes down to I think he goes to Vegas sometimes and, and Mike Goldberg's there in the past. Um yeah, so maybe he knows me from uh, watching Fight Circus. I know he's a Fight Circus uh, fan, and he sometimes does like uh, voice content for the, sh- for the for the shows. But yeah, it would be cool to uh, meet him one day, you know. Um, it kind of that's also another motivating thing where I'm like, fuck, you know, Mike Goldberg wants to meet me. like maybe I should keep fighting. Maybe I should, you know, keep doing it and see how far I can go. You know, um, like I said, the Barry Jones fight was uh, a good learning. Uh, learning curve, so I'm
0: going to capitalize on it. Yeah, absolutely, man, and I mean, kind of lost track of time talking to you. I mean, I feel like there's tons of questions that are out there for me to ask, but, you know, just want to be mindful of the time and schedule, that being said. So in kind of mentioning that, I'm curious if maybe you have a final thought you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, Johnny. Uh, no, I
1: appreciate you reaching out for me, uh, reaching out to me and uh, doing this interview. Um, yeah, just, uh, I'm going to put on a show either way. You know, like I said, it's a legendary night. Sunshine Blue Car fighting. I'm excited to see that fight. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see, I guess, you know. And uh, same goes for me. Uh, like I said, I love to fight, so it's just uh, it's something I like to do. So it's not like I'm scared to do this because, well, I like to do it, you know. So, yeah, hopefully uh, it goes my way and uh, keep the shit out of them.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great card, BKFC Thailand 5, looking real solid top to bottom, and really excited for this Chow Lumporn sawatsuk fight on November 4th, and just really wanted to say thank you for appearing on Bare Knuckle Radio. Johnny, looking forward to seeing this fight when it goes down, but until then, you have a good rest of your day there and everything.
1: Oh man, cool, man. Thank you uh, again for everything, brother, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk again with you soon.
0: This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays, if you're looking for them in BKFC, you gotta be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing, $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget, you can be flexible, it is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts, you can check out all the winning tickets, you can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check it out on Instagram, and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys.